Okay, today we are talking about the pratfall effect, which is basically if you're perfect, nobody likes you. And some more of that stuff. We're driving to the airport, so it might be loud, but primarily pratfall effect. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. Let's discuss this. If it's really noisy, the reason is we're on the Garden State Parkway right now, driving from Lavalette, New Jersey, to JFK Airport. We were going to record this before we left, but we ran out of time. Uh, so now we're in the car. So if it's really noisy, maybe this doesn't even get posted. Hopefully I can clean it up. In the car is me, myself, I, my regular and beautiful co-host, Katie. Hello. And my younger brother, Lucas. I'm in the back seat. He was on last week's, and also my other younger sister, Ritzy, who is abstaining from talking on the podcast. She's producing today, and also a mute. Do you want to say hi? Hello. Okay. That's all you're going to get. She's That's already done get. more than she said she would do. Okay. What, is there anything we need to talk about about our trip? We went to the city. Katie, tell everyone what you thought of New York City and the tree. It was a giant Christmas tree, and New York City was really crazy. Lots of lights and people. It's 15 degrees. It was really cold. It's kind of miserable. My biggest takeaway was I forgot how fast people walked at all times. In the city? Fast-paced. It is, well. dodging and weaving. Yeah. Katie ran away from us like four turn times with her dodging and weaving. Katie did pass my two tests. I tried to pickpocket her backpack, walked like across the whole street with my hand in her backpack and was waiting for the moment, and she turned around before I got it. It was pretty good. I also told her to follow me into an alleyway, and she didn't do that. So she was two for two. Common sense, though. I think I think that anyone would probably agree to not follow those you directions. You think most girlfriends don't trust their boyfriend's brothers? You just insulted everyone that's ever followed someone into an alleyway and died. Yeah. You're like, you're, they're so stupid. They're, I can't believe yeah. they did that. Those people had no common sense. They wouldn't have died. Wow. We can't air this. Oh, you guys want to hear something interesting I can I can share with the listeners? I had a pimple on my chest that Katie and I popped that would was YouTube worthy. It was disgusting. We don't really need to share this. I didn't this hear about this. Let me get the some general details. population of what listeners. Kind, it cystic. I, it was like a cystic pimple, but it was uh, it was obscene. I honestly don't even want to relive it. It was like I had a squirt gun in my chest full of blood and guts and pus and I just pressed it and it went all over the mirror, all over the wall. If it was on YouTube, you'd like because Jake. It would be eighteen plus. Jake, maybe Jake likes watching pimple popping videos a lot. I don't think this one would be his favorite, but I don't think he'd say that it was a waste. Yeah, I don't think he'd be like this was a waste of time. This is just a regular pimple. It was, it was a contender. It was like, yeah, it know, was definitely. It was good enough. I there's an Instagram doctor, <laughs> Doctor Pimple Popper, and she's getting her own show on. Um, I actually don't know what network, but she's getting her own TV show now. That's ridiculous. Everyone can do that. Jake loves Dr. Pimple, Dr. Pimple Popper. Jake loves it. I Jake's used to watch my videos of like big cysts on heads, but then it just looks like cottage cheese coming out. You can't even tell. Dad had a big cyst on his head. Remember yeah, he came he home a with a presentation with a big bandage around his head to like 400 people. He had a big cyst on his head and they popped it and it was like he <laughs> Yeah, they put a bandage around his head and it was filled with blood like he was like a gunshot victim. It was like ra- it was like a circle white bandage circled around his like head. It was like a Little Rascals classic joke bloody bandage, but it was real. <laughs> and I think it, he actually did have like a, a flight. 
which he couldn't fly in because the pressure would pop it, pop the cyst or something like that. And then when he landed, it was like a presentation with like 400 people and like a huge company thing. Well, that's good because they probably related to him and liked him more due to the pratfall effect. Ooh, great transition. Great transition, which Except is... I don't uh, know if cyst surgery is like a minor pratfall. <laughs> All right. Like, they call them blunders. Yep. Luke. Lucas did the most research on this on the pratfall effect, so you share. It was a couple of days ago, so I kind of forgot. You share what you have, and then you take the take the reins right now. All right. Well, the biggest study that most people have heard about regarding the pratfall effect, which was I'm in uh, intro introduction to psychology in college right now too, and this was one of the major ones we heard. Apparently, it's a top five psychological study. They took it was at like University of Minnesota, and I guess there was this show called College Bowl back in the day. Oh, that's the study that I Yeah, that's like the big one. And it was, um, they had two groups of people, and the subject would sit down and watch, or listen to two audio tapes. One audio tape was a person who was supposed to be the, like, the scholar person. So they said that they had mostly straight A's, they had, I forget what the specifics were. They, were, they ran varsity track, they were a writer in the yearbook, blah, blah, I said this stuff. And then the subject was told that these two people were getting interviewed to see if they should be a contestant on College Bowl, which was a game <clears throat> back in the day for college students. The other individual was titled like the mediocre individual who said he had so-so grades, he tried out for the track team but didn't make it, and he like edited for the yearbook or something like that. So he was supposed to be more average while the other guy was supposed to be like nearly perfect. So they had one group listen to both recordings from both of these people of an interview, a normal interview, and then they asked them how likable the people were and how likely they'd have them go on the show. And mostly every person said that the nearly perfect person would be the one to, that they would pick to go on the show, which makes sense. Yeah. So then... What they changed is that the second control group, at the end of listening to both tapes, they had either one or the, one or the other, the nearly perfect or the average person, spill a cup of coffee. And the person heard in the background, oh, I've just ruined my new suit. I spilled a cup of coffee over my whole suit. Something like that. They made that exclamation. And in that instance, the person who spilled the cup, cu- cup of coffee instantly had a significant increase in likability to dropping the cup. Co- it was, it was, it wasn't a, co- it wasn't caught. Co- he dropped a pot of something. It was a cup of coffee. Maybe it was. And then, but I think it was the reaction he had to dropping it. He, he was. Said I ruined my new suit. No, he didn't. Did he? he? Didn't. Oh. Well, well then. They all probably, they all probably a, had different reactions, but it was. No, sub- it was a, it was an audio tape. Oh. They were listening to an audio tape and they heard the person through the audio tape say, oh no, I've just ruined my new suit. I spilled a cup of coffee on myself or something like that. So the article that is what's called a pratfall or a blunder. A blunder. Which essentially the study says that human error, things like that, make people more relatable and more human and therefore more likable. Uh, my question would be how did these people in this study say the people liked the guy who spilled coffee because he was relatable versus the people chose the guy who spilled coffee to be on the show? due to sympathy or those tied hand in hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like are you is, does Pratt fall just mean you're sympathetic to a person or does it mean you no. relate so to them or is it I can say to that 
is that this is something I actually like kind of found online. It's that this this hypothesis is backed up by the social comparison theory, which is basically you are attracted to people more like you. So so another thing that they found from this is people with super high self-esteem and self-regard for themselves, kind of like cockier people, related more with the uh, nearly perfect person and were less likely to rate them higher after the coffee. Because if, if you consider yourself a nearly perfect person, you wouldn't spill that cup of coffee. So now you have this cognitive distance, this separation between that person where you're less likely to like them. So they're just, those people are just entitled. So it says an individual with high self-esteem will prefer the non-pratfalling, highly able individual to the pratfalling individual of equal ability. All right. So, I mean, it, it, it makes a lot of sense because in my, my brain, a little self-deprecation, a little blunder here and there, and you handle it with class, everyone likes that person better. I think that I, I would say that's common sense. It's laughing at your own mistakes. Yeah. It's like... So if, if, if in this study the person drops the coffee and then like, oh, no, I need to go home now. I can't do this. I, I'm out. I just need to leave. Yeah. I need to leave. This has ruined my whole day. You would not. No, that person's the worst. That person's the worst. So it's not like the fact that you fuck up. It's uh, how you handle your mess ups. That's true, too. Which is a good lesson for everyone because if you can't laugh at yourself when you make a mistake, you're allowing everyone else to laugh at you. Yeah. But if you laugh, then they're just laughing with you. I agree. Do you want to? So while I was researching this, I watched a, like a video clip of like this Yale president presenting this theory, and he gave a little story about he was he was a graduate student and he was trying to get uh, a sponsor or like an advisor or something like that, uh, like someone at the school to I guess he would student teach with them and he was trying to convince somebody to do that with him, and I forget it's it's I should know the name but it was a really famous lady who went on to become the president of UPenn and now the president of some corporation. And he was meeting with her, and he was, like, following her around, and he was saying, like, come on, like, I, I, I have, like, the best work ethic. I will do this and this for you, blah, blah, blah. He was explaining it. And then he had a cup of coffee in his hand. He said he was waving it around as he was exclaiming to her. And then he pulled the cup of coffee away quickly, and the coffee stayed in the air and then spilled on the table and started moving to all her papers. And she, like, got her stuff off the table real quick and backed up. And he, like, panicked and then was, like, well, you know, you've heard of the pratfall effect, right? So now this was my pratfall, and you'll like me more. And then she turned around and said, you know, for that to work, I would have had to think of you as a competent individual beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make mistakes on purpose. Yeah. Well, also, if you are, if you're perceived as a dumb individual before you make the mistake, it makes you look more dumb. If you're perceived as an intelligent individual before you make the mistake or the pratfall, it perceives you as more normal. Mm, yeah, that makes true. It's like a confirmation. Well, yeah, that was that was in the study. Okay, so that the average person who made the mistake, the mediocre person who made the pratfall, maybe I didn't say this, was perceived as more mediocre and more like bland and not appealing, whereas the the likable person made it more normal. Okay, so you also researched a bunch of. This is one I was found interesting. Effects of pratfall are most directly applicable to males. Women tend to prefer the non-blunderer regardless of gender. What do you think about that? I think that reinforces the stereotype of like the dopey man. Yeah. Like Tim Allen and Home Improvement, every time he walked into his basement, he hit his head on a pipe. 
and would go, oh, ow. And it was like, ah, yeah, what a dumb, what a dad move. Always, always being a blunder. You think it says something about women that they're perfectionists? No, that they always will prefer the, yeah, I guess it is perfectionist. What do you think, Katie? I think they just, I think it's a security thing. I think women probably feel more inclined to be with a non-blunder because that means that they're secure and they can be with someone who doesn't make as many mistakes. I make little blunders every single day of my life, though, and you're with me. Yeah, but I'm also like a high, uh, very big blunder myself. So I need someone who can also be on the same level of blundering. I think it's very related to the attitudes and esteem of the person choosing. Like, if you think you're this hot shit person that doesn't mess up, then you're not going to relate to the person who makes the blunders because you don't perceive yourself in that sense. Yeah, and if you're one of those people, I think you never make blunders or never mess up. Kindly leave, stop listening to this podcast because yeah, I don't want to be associated with anyone who thinks they're perfect or where things perfect is an attainable and necessitable necessity necessary goal. Anyone that thinks perfection is an attainable or necessary goal, that's what I was trying to say. Agree or disagree, Katie? Mm-hmm. Agree. We don't like perfectionists stamped official. The just talking cool. podcast doesn't like perfectionists. Agree or disagree, Katie. Well, I think that's like a really broad Yeah, perfectionism can be very good and a productive yeah. quality. Yeah. Name a, name a profession where you want that person to be a perfectionist. President of the United States? Yes. But a lot of people would disagree because... I they, disagree with that one because how can you be a perfectionist because not everything can get done. You have to prioritize as a president. You can be a perfectionist. You can, you can prioritize what you... Put your energy and perfect into those. and perfect that. Yes. So if it's writing a bill, well, I guess that's not really the president. I don't know. I don't really know how to apply that to the president, but I would want. I would want my interior design. I would want my interior designer to be a perfectionist. Yes. Get, hit us with that stat about President Clinton, Luke. Since we're on presidents right now. Oh yeah, this was interesting. So that same Yale professor brought up um, real life examples of the pratfall effect. <clears throat> and I was surprised to hear this one. He said that the Monica Lewinsky scandal would be considered Bill Clinton's pratfall. He said that the popularity before and after this for Bill Clinton did not suffer at all, really. And that he thinks that it was the pratfall, that the overall media coverage of it, as a, there was a lot of bad, but there was also a lot of, oh, he's human, he makes mistakes. And that made people more, like, relate to him easier. I agree because his like people still like him a lot, obviously. Yeah, and like, but that still... is really bizarre because that was a bigger than a blunder. Yes, that was actually something I had too. That there's like minor and major pratfalls. An individual that commits a minor pratfall will have an insignificant decrease in average liking. We just stopped at the rest stop, so Ritzy can get out and pee, and I didn't look at the gas level, and we're at empty. So now we have to stop again to fill up gas. That was really dumb of me. You, just a pratfall. Just don't hold it against me. A lot of pratfalls, though. This is where you're crossing the line. Now I'm just a stupid person. Um. Okay. Other examples of pratfalls? Do you have any personal examples? I just named three in the last ten minutes of my life. Well, can I say one that I thought of? Yeah. That I got some confirmation with. I was trying to think of. Well, I was trying to think of ones in public figures. 
of like people messing up or having human errors that makes you like him more. The only thing I thought of was Jennifer Lawrence falling up the stairs, walking to the thing, because that's I feel like that's a perfect like blunder. Yeah, if you don't, like if, a you don't know, if you don't know, if you don't know. Jennifer Lawrence is accepting her award. I think Best Actress in Silver Linings Playbook was what it was yeah, for. Yeah, like that. And the Golden Globes. And she had a really tight, long dress on. And she just straight up fell, stepping up one of the steps. Yep. And I remember most people afterwards were like, they were laughing about it, obviously. Well, because it's stupid to say, like, oh, now we, now we don't like this person because she looks like an idiot falling up the stairs. But I tried to confirm this. I asked my mom and my sister... If they like Jennifer Lawrence, they both said yes. And then I said, what non, like what off-screen thing do you remember her doing that you made her like her more? And both of them said, falling up the stage. This sister's right here. Let's see if she can get any words out of her. I wasn't listening. <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, that's like a really good example. Now, do you think she staged the fall knowing that it would give her sympathetic likes? I don't know. I feel like that could definitely be a thing. Because then you instantly get disliked if you stage it. True. Like Kim Kardashian, she got robbed for sympathy, but everyone thinks she staged that for media, and she actually got more hate. She might have actually just gotten Sucks robbed. Sucks if you got robbed and never hates you for it. Yeah. That's um, tough. James, one example I didn't really understand was Apple Maps. They said the failure of Apple Maps was a, a prominent case of pratfall. I hate Apple Maps, they and I they think if you use Apple Maps... You should stop using Apple Maps. So I don't understand that either. The situation I was trying to read it. There was no like article really on it. So it, this it says that an example was the failure of Apple Maps after its launch made Apple more likable. So what happened was Apple and Google were together, and Google Maps was everything, and Google Maps was the the. the now this, this is like seventy percent. I'm not positive. Anyway, they had to split up. Google Maps and Apple Maps split they up. They announced on the new iPhone. Google that, Maps has taken off as the primary. And navigator. Apple Maps came out. I was a delivery driver at this point, so I used Maps, whatever, GPS every day. And when that new Apple Maps came out, I don't think I've ever had a more frustrating update or change. It was so bad. And the guy who made it, Apple wanted him to sign a statement that said, like, I apologize. This is very bad. Yeah, it's my fault. Get, like, resign or something? It's my fault. He refused to sign it, which is smart. Like, that would be literal career suicide if you signed a piece of paper saying, I failed my job, and I think I failed. But he refused to sign it, so they fired him and then redid Apple Maps. I don't know how that endeared anyone. You still use Apple Maps, Katie. Did, you, did that endear you to it? Um, I don't still use Apple Maps because every time I use it, you yell at me for it. I use Google Maps now, although I don't really see the difference. Like, I don't understand what's so bad about Apple Maps. Tough luck for Jimmy. That's my, my pratfalls that I don't understand technology and I just keep making mistakes on technology. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> Apple Maps may be good now, but I will forever never use it because of how bad it was when it first came out. And Google Maps is better. If you got to punch the guy who came out with it in the face one time, would you use it again? No, I do feel bad for him as an individual. But as a software engineer, you hate but that, him. But the app itself, like, the technology was horrible. I hated it. Yeah. And I used it a lot when I was driving delivery. Forget what was bad about it. I think it would just turn you around. It was garbage. I didn't like it. All right, that's about it. I didn't get anything else for Pratfall. Ritzy, did you have any last words? No. 
Okay, Rich, this is the part now you can be involved in because Katie's falling asleep, so Richie's involved. This is where we. This is a section of the podcast we call indulgences. Before you disperse, seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. And we just talk about shows, movies, music, podcasts we've been listening to lately, very quickly, and say if the people listening should check them out or not. Give us something: music, I movie. Don't watch any shows. Or no shows. What's your top podcast? I listen to the same ones. I listen to The Daily, Up First, Ted Radio Hour, and The Moth. What's The Moth? Yep. That's all like stories, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. The Moth. There's a really good story about a guy ooh, whose daughter was raped and killed, and then he forgives the man that did it to his daughter and forgives him and visits him in jail. Sounds crazy. F that. No, well, if you hear him out and hear him talk, you, you get to understand okay, well, where he's coming from. Related to that, you guys just got me on Dirty John, the podcast. Yeah. And that mother forgiving and accepting her. Yeah, don't Never spoil mind. it. I just realized, yeah, I just realized Katie hasn't finished this. So Dirty John's only six episodes. Really gripping, really intriguing things. Uh, we just saw the movie All the Money in the World, which I have a podcast on soon. I can talk about. Luke, you got a show? Black Mirror new season just came out today. On Netflix. I'm really excited about that. Really, really excited about that. I'm halfway through the new season of Peaky Blinders, and it's and Katie was watching Peaky Blinders catching up from the beginning. So I watched season one, half of season two to while I was catching up with Katie, and now I'm watching season four because it's brand new. Probably finish it on the plane today. And such a good show. Still remains one of my top shows all time current. That's on right now. I think it's really, really good. Um, what else? Well, other thing, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, and I really liked that. He had this like scientist on, and the scientist was blowing his mind, and it was pretty interesting. Probably a different type of podcast than you guys usually talk about on here. Okay. What about a fun tidbit? You guys wanna? I got a fun tidbit. I've been saving. You guys know what Yankee Doodle Dandy? Is let's hear it. Isn't it like an offensive song to Northerners? Does it make him seem like all prissy? It's an offensive song to Americans, but Americans kind of play that as like, yeah, it's like one of the we states' like, state song. We like owned it. Yeah, so a Yankee is obviously an American. Uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. No, it's Noodle, right? No, it's Yankee Doodle. Oh, but then he puts a noodle in his hat, puts a feather in his hat, and calls it macaroni. macaroni. Okay, so there's an interesting thing. In Europe, there was this, in England, there was a society of young men, and they would go travel the world. And they, like, went to Italy and stuff, and they thought they were better than everyone else, and they would dress all fancy. Was like a dandy, like he dressed all fancy and he's kind of like we would say like metrosexual now or something like that. Very proper, talked in that high British accent like this, like Dennis from Always Sunny when he's yeah. So that was a dandy. Um, a doodle was a dumb person, so a American dumb person acting like they're a fancy posh person. That's a Yankee Doodle dandy, but puts a feather in his cap and calls it macaroni. Has some more layers to it. There was this club that called the Macaroni Club. And it was... Like there was one of those in my elementary school. It was all these men that went around 
and traveled uh, Europe and like learned other cultures way back in the day before that was like a possibility. That was the macaroni club. So they made a club so they because they were high society, they were better than people. And macaroni wasn't like that common in England, but they had been to Italy and had macaroni, so they called it a macaroni club. And they put a like wore the feathers in their hats and dressed fancy, but it was more than just the feather that made them who they were. There was a lot more to it. I just figured it out. So. The song is puts a feather in his cap and calls him macaroni because then being macaroni just came slang for that person. So the song is saying, like, look at these dumb Americans trying to be fancy. They stick a, ke- a feather in their cap and they think that makes them macaroni. Pretty interesting. Little tidbit. All right. That's all we got. I got a tidbit. All right. Real quick tidbit. Then I got to stop. It's really, really quick. Did you know that electrocuted means you died? <laughs> what? Yeah, you can't. It's called shocked, not electrocuted. If you get shocked, but so you don't like you die can't get electrocuted without being afterwards. For real? Yes. I didn't know that. That's actually something you I would think should be common knowledge. That's like a common misuse of a word. Yeah, isn't that pretty interesting? It's a little tidbit. Yeah, I like that tidbit. All right, that's all. We uh, wish us luck on our flight. Well, this will be coming out, and we'll when it comes out, we're done. Well, if it doesn't come out, we didn't make it. <laughs> Prattfall effect. Don't don't handle your mistakes with normalcy because they are normal. And people will like you more than people that don't make mistakes. End podcast. Oh, I always end with uh, try your hardest, do your best. But our strategy, to be honest, is try your hardest, do your best. 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 I'm going down to the Greyhound station Gonna get a ticket to ride Gonna find that lady with two or three kids And sit down by her side Ride till the sun comes up and down around me About two or three times Smoking cigarettes in the last seat Try to hide my sorrow from the people I meet And get along with it all Go down what people say, y'all Sing a song with a friend Change the shape of the man And get back in the game Start playing again I'd like to stay But I might have to go To start over again Might go back down to Texas I might go to somewhere I've never been Get up in the morning, go out at night, and I won't have to go home. Get used to being alone. Change your words to the song. Start singing again. Questions that I already know 
I could build me a castle of memories just to have somewhere to go. Count the days and the nights that it takes to get back in the saddle again. Feed the pigeons some clay. Turn the night into day. Start talking again when I know what to say. I'm going down to the Greyhound station. Gonna get a ticket to ride. Gonna find that lady with two or three kids and sit down by her side. Ride till the sun comes up and down around me about two or three times. Smoking cigarettes in the last seat. Try to hide my sorrow from the people I meet and get along with it all. Go down with people say oh. Feed the pigeons some clay. Turn the night into day. Start talking again when I know what to say. Thank you. It's called Clay Pigeon. <laughs>